intro song for you? Nope. <laughs> Def not. Uh, welcome to Butter With <laughs> See, I did it. I'm hurt. <laughs> you shouldn't be. You sang a lot last time. <laughs> um welcome to butter with that uh this is your butter crew with more action movies to discuss tonight um before that um how are people doing any other things like movies books other mediums that people want to talk about i started uh good omens reading that oh i love that book yeah me too Um, i'm just about 40 pages in i still have one more episode left the miniseries so i'm debating if i should finish the book before finishing the series or just at some point Mm -hmm. in the next couple days finish the series Um, but i'm really liking it it's cool how faithful it is Mm -hmm. it's interesting like reading and watching together too Mm yeah yeah so i'm not familiar with this at all uh it was a terry pratchett and, and um, neil, neil gaiman, gaiman. Co- wrote it oh okay it's very good yeah it's really good amazon it's very show, funny. Like it, i think huh. amazon show with uh david tennant and uh who's it martin sheen mm-hmm. okay i like that My- michael michael sheen. michael sheen martin sheen i fucking is, uh... just talked about him yesterday <laughs> i never remember his name dear god uh, so starting that and can't wait to finish it in probably two or three weeks nice I'm continuing my journey with Adam Driver movies, and I watched Patterson the other Did day. Did you like it? I loved it. Oh, cool. I loved it so, so much. Sweet. It's so simple, but beautiful and perfect. Mm-hmm. And the antagonist, I said this before, I would have never guessed, but like halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, this motherfucker's going to be the problem, isn't he? And Aww. he was. Mm. Yeah. A dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Marvin. Oh, spoilers. Spoiler. I tried I mean, not spoilies. to. Spoilies. <laughs> Christine over here. Mm. Uh, cool. <laughs> Great. Anything else? Um, I haven't touched base on this in a, in a little while. Um, I, as you guys, uh, as I mentioned before, I I finished um, Neon Genesis Evangelion the show and the movie. Uh, I also just finished the manga, so I've been I've been through all of it, and I don't know what to do now because it's over. Um, I've dragged Christine into this as well. <laughs> I was like, should I? Re- I'll just go on to a whole tangent. But yes, it's excellent, and it's, it's... <laughs> I feel like I'm on the edge. I feel like yeah. another week or two, I'm just gonna get dragged it. in. Because it. if once it's off Netflix, you're gonna have to buy DVDs for like two hundred dollars. Oh, so just true. watch it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna keep forgetting that. Can someone just like send that in the group text later so I remember the name? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's so good. It's yeah. It's the the most excited I've been about like a new property, uh, or like a, well, not a new property. I mean, it's old, but uh, the, uh, experiencing a new franchise in mm. a really really long time. So would recommend. Cool. Um, I have like. <laughs> It's weird to say, but I don't listen to podcasts as much as you would think for someone that, like, does a podcast. <laughs> um, but, like, Garrett recommended an episode of Mark Maron's podcast, What the Fuck, because uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt were both on it. Ooh. Oh, cool. And it was it very duo. funny oh. and very charming. And apparently Brad Pitt is a huge fan of Mark Maron. And <laughs> Maron, like, his equipment stopped working in part of it. And, like, he got really pissed. And he was like, Brad Pitt's like, oh, this is what I've been with waiting for this whole time just for him to freak out about something um it was very good and then i listened to the episode of um what the fuck with rick baker um Mm -hmm. who is amazing and 
he was just a really interesting guy to listen to speak. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, and then one other thing, I just read the comic called Twilight Man, which is about Rod Serling. Um, I got it from our friend, uh, uh, our friends at A Novel Idea, the bookstore on Passyunk. Um, but it talks about like Rod Serling's life and how he came to my, make uh, writing The Twilight Zone. And it's very sad, his life. And um, it's just, it was really, really good and just like made me like love that person even more. Um, so I definitely recommend checking that out. Do you guys follow cool. his daughter on Twitter? No. She's really funny. Whenever politicians are trying to like do something from the Twilight Zone or quote him mm. or something, he's like, my dad would fucking hate your guts. Like, <laughs> Yay. Oh, stuff I love like that. that. Yeah, she's Betty really funny. State. I forget her name, uh, but she's she's really funny on Twitter. Oh, that's cool. Sweet. Uh, well, I guess we're going to get into my action movie now, which I had a lot of trouble picking a movie to do. Um, and I landed on one that I have just seen recently for like the first time a couple months ago, which is oh. Roadhouse. Um, the Patrick Swayze classic uh -huh. from 1989. <laughs> um so I don't know why I picked this. I like kept thinking about like movies, like action movies that I like. Um, and I was really close to having you guys watch a Fast and Furious movie. I'm um, so glad you picked it. But I also didn't know which one to start with. And then I put too much pressure on myself. So I picked Roadhouse, which in a weird way feels very similar because they're action movies, but they feel like soap operas for dudes uh and i really love soap operas for dudes i think they're thoroughly entertaining to me and i also love the 80s so this was a very um on point pick for me uh for a movie um was this anyone's first time watching roadhouse it was my yeah, first my first time oh whoa oh, wow. yeah. cool great so this will be interesting. <laughs> well maybe cool i don't know um because it has a 37 percent on rotten tomatoes it does not deserve no, that that's outrageous so much higher right okay oh thank you yeah, okay no, yeah, i fucking great. love no, this, this movie, movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yes. So i'm so happy i was like not sure what i'd be walking into with picking this but like yes this movie's Fucking incredible. Um, so anyway, uh, it's directed by Roddy Harrington, who directed some other stuff. He did an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Um, he is also mentioned as someone... Um, who like worked on Repo Man the movie, but yeah. as far as I can tell, he was just like a cameraman on that. Um, and then the other important uh, uh, important person uh, on the crew I want to mention is the cinematography is done by Dean Cundey. Yeah, we definitely right. talked about. I it saw on that in the opening credits. I was like, Dean, it's you. I know. <laughs> he does all the best stuff, and like he's been the cinematographer for two movies we've done on the podcast already, at least. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like. Big fan of Dean Cundy. Um, but it stars Patrick Swayze as Dalton, um, Kelly Lynch as Dr. Elizabeth Clay, Sam Elliott as Wade Garrett, um, and Ben Gazzara as um, Brad Wesley. Um, and then also Keith David is in this movie for like five minutes. And like is just, like, a random, like, guy in the background working at the bar. Oh. Um, um, so is um, <clears throat> Travis McKenna? That name yeah. may not seem may not sound familiar, but he played. Um, he, he's kind of like a of uh, the crew at the bar, uh, the little like a mm -hmm. little bit more heavy set guy. Um, it's the same guy that was uh, also in our fifth episode, Quiet Cool, oh. the guy oh. with the mustache. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. I wonder same if guy. I like recognized him when I watched that. <laughs> That's funny. 
Um, so yeah, there's like a lot of people in this movie. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the brief synopsis that I came up with for this is that Dalton, uh, who is Patrick Swayze's character is a bouncer, also known as a cooler, who's kind of known for coming in and cleaning up bars that are like really rowdy. So not only is he a bouncer, but he kind of runs the whole like crew that works at the bar and tells them what to do and like how to handle like difficult patrons and whatnot. Um, and he's hired to clean up a bar outside of Kansas City called the Double Deuce. Um. It's very obvious that Dalton is known as being like a legend in this industry and also maybe in other ways because he also like kind of has this dark past. Um, But he comes to this town. He starts like making roots, becoming like friendly with a lot of the townspeople there. Also um, falling for the doctor. Um, But because he's like cleaning things up in a town that's like has some dirty roots in it, he also um, gets in trouble with the... uh, Ben Gazzara's character, Brad Wesley, who's, like, the rich guy in town that kind of runs a lot of, like, the illegal, unsavory activity going on. Um, And things go fucking crazy from there. Um, So that's essentially Roadhouse. Um, But, yeah, before we get, like, too into it, like, I want to know how everyone liked watching Roadhouse for the first time. Weirdest episode of Bar Rescue ever. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's not occurred to me, too. Um, I really love this movie. This I've never seen it. I I realize I've never seen a Patrick Swayze movie before. Oh, cool. Wait, none? I don't what? think so. Oh, Red Dawn. Yeah, like Red I've Dawn. I've seen Red Dawn. Like Donnie Darko. No. Nope. Or um uh He's Dirty Dancing. Wang Fu. Thanks nope. for everything. Um, ghost. <laughs> nope. Ghost. Yeah. Ghost. Nope. Nope. Just Red Dawn. Point Break. Nope. They're oh all my God, so Point good. Break. Oh, I haven't seen Point Break either. <laughs> oh my God. It's, I know. I was this close to picking that for this. You month. still could. And I, uh, and, uh, at any rate, though, yeah, Patrick Swayze is great. Um, shirtless almost the whole time, which yes. is great. Mm-hmm. Very handsome man. Uh, great at knocking out people's knees, <laughs> which was it. teased last episode. Jesus. Um, yeah, and he even I, has a line saying, if you take, no matter yeah. how big the guy is, take him up by the knees, he's done. Oh, yep. my God. I Piece watched... of advice to live by, everyone. Um, and this is also on Hulu, so you can watch this literally whenever, yeah. if you're listening to roughly when this episode comes out. Yeah. I was glad that you had texted about the road, like what is a roadhouse? Yeah, thank you. Because thank you. I also did not I know what a roadhouse was before <laughs> watching this movie, and I was like, oh, so this is just the like local dancing hall, <laughs> water hole that like you know mm-hmm. everyone goes to watering hole, whatever the phrase is. Yeah. <laughs> Our prospect water hole. Um, that just is popular just on the road and for the life of me i've heard this about this movie for so much and never thought mm-hmm. about what exactly makes up a roadhouse and now i know now and you i know. feel no. fully enlightened yeah. yeah um so at work yesterday before i left to go home and to watch this movie i mentioned to a friend i was like oh yeah so i'm gonna be watching roadhouse and he went the best movie ever <laughs> and i was like i, I know who that was <laughs> You know, and I was like, I don't know how to take that. Now I was kind of dreading it. It starts two minutes in, and I'm like, fuck. (laughs) It was Garrett and I's first time watching it, like both of us. And I was surprised he hadn't seen it. And it was very similar where we're like, of course we're going to love this movie. It already has all of the elements that are. 
perfect for us. Dave, the same way that you described cats and how you were like saying, what the <laughs> fuck out loud. Um, that's how I experienced yeah. this. Like, I could not be quiet every couple seconds. I was like, now why would you do? Well, come on <laughs> with that. Mm-hmm. Character motivations, I don't think I understood I for the whole movie. Like, <laughs> mainly Brad Wesley. What, Brad Wesley. <laughs> yes. What? Like, you don't get an ounce of like, okay, maybe one cut to the picture of his grandfather, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, maybe we're gonna like get at the heart of like, no. yeah. what motive? Nothing. Not. He looks like Woodrow Wilson, by the way. I can't be the <laughs> only one who's got that. Old Woodrow Wilson. Oh, he and um, Sam Elliott were also in the Big Lebowski together, yes. which I thought was interesting. Yes. Sam yeah. Elliott. Kind of- Oh, Christine. Okay, so we have a butter with that group chat, and Christine had texted. So, well, we, I think we were all watching Roadhouse. We were, at the we same were all time. watching Roadhouse last night, um, <laughs> which is very funny. And so, Christine texted something about Sam Elliott being fire with a fire emoji. Two minutes before I had gotten that text, I said out loud to my roommate, "God." I, I don't want to admit this, but I'm finding Sam Elliott really attractive. And she went, thank you. <laughs> I look at my phone and I was like, oh, Christine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, whoa, be still my heart. I that know. like, And I, and I feel like you're seeing long hair. Oh my, yeah. yes. And every, I wonder if the director at have one point fun. was like, you, you have to remove your hand from your hair. Because mm-hmm. every cut to him, he's just he's like, look at putting this. his fingers <laughs> right through his hair. And, like, like between so fights. <laughs> And, like, there's that whole sequence where, like, he comes and he's hanging out with Dalton and the doctor, who, like, Dalton is falling in love with. But, like, he's, like, very nice to her and they get along really well. But he's also kind of seducing her a little bit. And I was like, like, a little bit. Why is, like, she even into Patrick Swayze? Like, immediate (laughs) Sam Elliott would have, like, swept me off my feet in that scenario. Yeah, they're dancing in this little diner. Mm -hmm. He's like holding her head. It's it's wild. It was. I was like jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like those weird melodrama moments are so great as they're also paired with like extreme violence. Like it's such a yeah. crazy movie. When like, this movie takes its turn, it turns. Yeah. Because I think they said you don't see uh, Swayze's character do any, like, damage to anyone for, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. Right. So they do a similar thing, like, to, like, John Wick, where they just, like, talk about mm-hmm. how badass mm-hmm. they are for a while. The and then you see man. it, and you're like, damn, okay, you're right. You're like, Hoy. And he's also uh, an NYU grad in philosophy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And he- then when asked, well, what specific <laughs> Yeah, what discipline of philosophy? And it's yeah. like, wait. He was like, <laughs> You all don't of know them. what that means. <laughs> I know all the philosophy. Philosophy. <laughs> oh, I'm, I swear there were some lines in that that I like wanted to write down and I can't remember them now, but there were some that were just like, oh, I think I texted like, a couple written down here somewhere. Um, yeah, I texted a few to the group. I also love how he dresses on his like off days. Like I assumed he was also going to be like, he was always going to have these muscle tees on and look really tough, but he's wearing these like flowing like suits yeah, at times and you're like, what the fuck? He's all over the place. Yeah. And the, one of the things the director said is like, you know, it has all this, like, crazy violence and action in it, but he also wanted to show that, like, he's a real guy that does his laundry. And so there's, like, scenes <laughs> where you see him doing his laundry. Yeah. Talking to Sam Elliott on yes. the phone. <laughs> it's, like, the first 20 minutes, yeah, you're not watching Dalton fight. You're just watching, like, like a man shampoo commercial. Like, why is this the <laughs> ideal man? And, like, he, like 
helps the farmer. He can, like, do chores around the house. Mm -hmm. He can, like... Yeah, he studied philosophy, and it's like, is this, this is like building up of this, like, male myth or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no human is this person. Yep. Him doing the fucking Tai Chi out in that, I, <laughs> yeah. every time he did it, I laughed out loud. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yep. It is one thing, though, that I think is aged, interestingly, is that uh, one feature of this, this seemingly perfect man in all facets and the execution smokes a shitload of cigarettes yeah. mm -hmm. throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And, yeah. like, is also, like, does a lot of physical damage to himself on set in this. Like, that's one thing that I oh, read about. Time. Like, he, like, he, like, was reported to say something like he thought he was going to die during the making of this film. Because Sam, uh -huh. one of the things Sam Elliott said was that all of the actors did their own stunts because they were trained by this, like, really amazing, like, fighter um, who, whose name I wrote down somewhere. Um, but like he hurt himself so bad that he had to turn down a bunch of different roles that he could have potentially been in, including Predator, Predator 2 right. and ended up being in Ghost instead because he hurt himself so bad. And something similar happened to him on oh. Dirty Dancing as well. And he like had to do all these crazy dance sequences, but he had this like bad knee that they like kept having to like deal with on the set Karma. of these movies. It's so crazy. <laughs> Which really worked out for him because Predator 2 was kind of a relative like box office flop as yeah. opposed to ghost which like advanced his career like tenfold yeah oh my god that clay scene i've actually Oof. never seen ghost it's but i know i mean great. i know that scene god the end when the the, the shadow <laughs> like it makes <laughs> what, was it? what was that yeah, right. it's like wait what did that mean <laughs> no one thought throwing pots could be sexy until ghost and then <clears throat> then and then it was it. sexy. Now, now it's sexy every time. Yeah, some notes about the beating that he took too. I mean, he had he had he already had, as we established, mm -hmm. had kind of a bad knee. Um there's the a scene midway through the movie where he fights a, a guy named um a guy named Jimmy. Um and that actor uh mistakenly thought uh that uh, there was a log nearby that was a breakable prop and struck him no. with struck Swayze with it several times. It was a real log. Oh, uh, by the God. end, Swayze was covered in bruises, had two broken ribs, and a busted knee. Wouldn't you pick up that log and say, no, this is not a prop. This weighs as much as a but log. But Swayze just, you know, just went with the flow and, I guess, took the beating. And also, he, you know, in... Um, Point Break was uh, known to have done his own skydiving stunts. So oh this dude, this dude goes for it. Mm. He was like a pre-Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean, he good for, for him. It. Yeah. Poor one out. I know. Yeah, I miss, yeah, I miss this guy. There's, there's a um, him, him and the the main bad guy. I keep like forgetting his name. Um, ben Gazzara. Ben Gazzara. They both died from pancreatic cancer, which yeah. is so sad. Um. There's this ice cream chain, which they have uh, one in Philadelphia now, but they used to only be in New York. It's called Big Gay Ice Cream. Yeah. And all of their stuff is decorated with, like, big unicorns. And, like, the one in uh, the one that's in Philadelphia, I think, has, like, Golden Girls, like, pop art everywhere. <laughs> but the one I went to in New York just had this shrine of, like, Patrick Swayze riding unicorns and pictures <laughs> of him everywhere. And I was like, this is the most pure place I have ever <laughs> been to. I just want to live here. I love Patrick Swayze. I know. I think the balance of him being like a tough guy, but also like the rules that he set up for himself. Mm -hmm. Like, and especially thinking about like 
Daniel Craig in Casino Royale, which we talked about last week, dude goes through like a beating and he's just like a like an animal just going mm-hmm. at these people. It's Swayze, calm, cool, collected. Mm-hmm. Like he has his own code that he that he goes by because he's well, got until or else. Yes, he's got a list of several rules, um, all of which he delineates to uh, the rest of his crew. There, there are things like um, you know always take the fight outside, uh, always kind of always try to de-escalate and. The last rule is be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the the scene where Dalton lectures uh, this staff is actually uh, mm. using his those simple rules was actually at the time shown to police officers. <laughs> um, this what started after uh, it was reported that police were falling asleep during training lectures. Mm. Oh, so get so, Patrick Swayze in there so and you, people you listen. You bring him mean... this way and tell tell him to be nice, and uh, you know it was supposed to have worked. It's true. But uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think if there are like, there are like some notes here and there that I think are interesting to point out, but I'd love to just get into some of our favorite scenes from this movie and just like talk about some of the crazy shit that happens that way. Um, but one of the things I wanted to mention, I'm sure since all of you guys love this movie, you'll be excited to know that there is a sequel called Roadhouse 2, uh, mm-hmm. The Last Call, uh, that came out in 2006 and it's supposed to be about, uh, Dalton's adult son, uh, that's like growing up in the world now they tried to get Swayze they tried to get all these people no one from the original cast is wait a minute. But wait, the wait, 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 wait. his adult son if it took place in 2006 and the son was born I guess maybe 1990 I mean, I don't know if that's when the movie itself takes oh, place, but that's when it was I made. Because I was like, he was that, 16. Yeah, no, that was like 2006. They were like, yeah, let's make this a movie about his son. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Who asked for this all these years later? No one. <laughs> um, it also, like, you know, everyone scoffed at its score, but this was nominated for several Razzies for being, like, a terrible movie. Why? Which is cr- I don't. I don't know. I think this movie is amazing, and, like... Uh, deserves the cult following but like deserves so much more than that um i didn't yeah. even realize that this movie had a like i guess technically cult following like i just thought this was for all of time was generally regarded as like a very well-loved yeah me too beloved movie i didn't yeah. realize that it was like not critically that it was panned yeah as are a lot of it, though, in, yeah. in theme with our uh, our theme itself is just, you know, a lot of popular action films that really take hold of, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, audiences are, are pretty universally panned by critics as being, like, just, like, trite, you know, blockbuster, mm-hmm. uh, you know, popcorn flicks, which, you know, they're action films. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to know, like, what are some of uh, the standout scenes from Roadhouse that you guys love? Whenever anything happens to his poor car. Oh yeah, like unless he's like because he has he has a he has a Mercedes that he drives across the country because he also doesn't fly. Mm. It's another part of his character. Yeah, yeah, he says don't fly, too dangerous. So he <laughs> drives across the country in an automobile instead. Yep. yep. Uh, and so he hides it in this the barn that he's living in, and then goes just get this beater car. Because and then you learn everywhere that he goes, people just like slashes tires. He has like two or three backup tires in his car. Yeah. Uh, there's like a somehow they got a stop sign through his windshield. <laughs> yep. or something. It's a good one. Um, so I just really love how it shows like his life and him going through his like day to day experiences mm-hmm. being this, like it just feels a really lived in world. There are so many things that I have questions <laughs> about. Like I don't even know where to start. First of all, and I already talked to Dave about this this morning, but the nudity in this film is first of all, so much second used in ways that movies today I feel like don't really take advantage of and then, so if you watch it on Hulu 
and you like me don't pay for the one that like removes mm. commercials so the scene where one of the bouncers is like having sex with one of the patrons in like the back room so <laughs> my hulu doesn't show any of the commercials but it still takes breaks and so the break happened right when it cuts to the scene of him and her having sex cuts comes back and then it goes to like where he opens the where dalton yeah. opens the door and you see it and i was like what a place to cut! Like, what the fuck? It was very funny. So, like, that I was just really surprised, mm-hmm. but it was also welcomed. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, and I, and Connor, I think I mentioned this to you, the monster truck. I, I can't get over it. Oh, we were I, talking about that all day. The, the, I, the, at the, the car dealership scene? Which is big for uh, no, the truck. No, 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 no. Just, just, just painted it. Just in general. And they try to spy on Swayze in the monster truck? I know, like, what the, the fuck? <laughs> was this a car that could just be on the road? Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Um. So there's the scene with the car dealership where they use that to destroy a bunch of cars. Mm-hmm. And it... Uh, cost $500,000 for them to complete that and it had to be done in one take because of like all the damage. That's fucking insane to me. Like, and that scene... I, I'm like dumbfounded by I know it's not a necessarily violent scene compared to other stuff you see in that movie but it, like when I saw I was like what the f- it's so cruel it's it, so cruel but it's like how is this happening why is this happening and the setup is so sad because clearly some town event is happening at the car dealership yeah. why I don't know like let's Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon the whole town goes to the car mm-hmm. dealership and has a barbecue I don't know mm-hmm. but it seems to be the case in this yeah. town and so you think of it's going to be like a nice festive time and then the fucking monster truck comes up and just <laughs> destroys this all of these this guy's cars. Yep. I was I was tearing. I think that was the closest. Cuz was kind of sad. Well, and he was trying to stand up to Brad, what was the guy's name? Yeah, Brad. Brad? It's such a basic Wesley. Brad, Brad was yeah. I can't remember what that name. What a fucking name. And so he was trying And the, he's just all like <laughs> well, That's yeah. the brilliance of like scenes like that though in these kind of action films. It's like that's that's the their function is like that no matter what collateral damage we see the hero inflict because mm-hmm. of the necessity of them fighting <laughs> we we know that the the villain is more destructive and more cruel that's always like yep. a sewn in function of these kind of movies mm-hmm. the use of music also was fascinating to me because like all the the music in there was like old so it wasn't like from the 80s but it was from like the 50s and 60s except the one scene that's in brad's mm. mansion where the girlfriend whatever her name was is listening to clearly 80s music but you see like she's like been beating the shit out of um and what does he say is like this i hate this music it has no soul or some nonsense but then the the actual band that's in the film um the the lead singer and the guitarist so i know that he was blind he's actually like really blind he had eye cancer he had eye cancer he had them removed yeah he had like something like else put it in and then he died um at like 41 from something really tragic oh man i know he was so good and yeah. he was his buddy he was his buddy. i liked him guitar. he was such a good character and that was his whole real band too yeah. mm-hmm. really yeah. um on the soundtrack patrick swayze sings two songs <laughs> yep. blows my and wrote one cl- uh-huh. the cliff's one. edge amazing Dave, I think in in the group chat, I think you texted out that sort of like Mad Max Thunderdome kind of vibe. Oh, to well, the yes. bar scenes. Some of the notes that I had written down as far as it concerns the bar is just like um, 
that's a fucking scary bar. I mean, like the, <laughs> the initial description that we get when we're first introduced to the concept of the bar before we even get there is from its proprietor talking to Dalton. Mm-hmm. And what he says, and I wrote it down, was quote, now it's the kind of place where they sweep up the eyeballs after closing. Yes, that line. Ooh. And I'm like, what, what is this mean? fucking from dusk till dawn? Like, yeah. what kind of bar is this? But then we get there and like, yeah, people are smashing like, shit everywhere. Yeah. Why it's, would anybody go there? It's like Jabba's Palace. This place is <laughs> lawless. Yep. But then it com- it like completely transforms and suddenly this bar is the epicenter of like the heights of fun and mm-hmm. excitement and one of my favorite or I guess every time people are dancing I loved it dancing <laughs> in the bar there's a scene where the bar is so bumping that people have to wait in this long line to get in and they are dancing halfway across the parking lot waiting to get into the bar and I was like this place is amazing <laughs> so it like goes from total destruction to like just complete like dancing euphoria mm-hmm. in a matter of like two scenes see that's my question what the fuck is the timeline on this thing because you know you would think it's like a considerable amount of time but we see like you mentioned connor we see patrick swayze with his shirt off several times and he's got that patch where the doctor sewed him up mm. throughout almost the entire movie after it happens i was like is this a timeline this Probably. is a soap opera i know I time like, does not fucking matter i was like <laughs> Was this yesterday? <laughs> Probably. I think it's a testament to how good he is at his job. Well, and something he that... can help turn around, turn that bar around in a matter of moments. And he charges a lot of money. 5000 up front and $500 a night and in, he... ni- in 1989. And he fires six people. Like six I people his first night. My question is, is a cooler a real job? That's kind of a thing. Is is that a thing? I, yeah, this it's is, like bar, like surveillance, bef- but like, that top before bouncer. escalation to the, the necessity of security. Mm. Kind of. Okay, I was so intrigued also by this this job, like the job title mm. of cooler, because I had heard movie about a bouncer, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is not a movie about a bouncer. This is a movie about a cooler. Yep, <laughs> two mm-hmm. different things. I didn't even know that existed until watching this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Also, in Rent, he paid a hundred dollars. He making five hundred dollars a night. Ha. Yeah. Uh, Nest egg. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, give me some. <laughs> yeah, I love this description. Yeah, it's like you're moving into a place that, what? It's yeah, the description that was like, no TV, no phone, no AC, rats, snakes, mold. <laughs> it just goes on and on. It gets worse and worse. And it's like, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess for 100 bucks like, a month. Yeah, okay. It's beautiful inside. And the windows that they just keep opening. Mm-hmm. I was a little worried. I was like, if you got an animal, like, don't let him out. But, you know, it was <laughs> something to be seen. True. And a great place to bring a lady back, as he does. Well, apparently. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny was the love interest used to be with the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Is that true? So was she married to him? Was she I supposed to be the ex? They were married. No, I think no. they were they were in a relationship. It sounds like there was like a some sort of relationship and like she cut it off and he's like incredibly jealous and like that's also why like Swayze is like even more so on his bad side. And he has to watch them have and he watches them have sex across the lake yeah. from his McMansion he's that's so his bar. And like, I mean, you know, the there's so much violence in this movie, but there's like, you know, the very very iconic uh, throat rip scene. God, that so throat good. Rip, which is amazing. <laughs> so good. But like, I didn't realize what a bloodbath the end of that movie was gonna oh be gosh. when it comes. It's crazy. Because it all takes place in, in Brad's like 
beautiful big mansion with like all of his like stuffed uh, like taxidermy yeah. trophies around and it's yeah. the only thing that's missing is your ass <laughs> so. maybe my favorite line great line that really that was a great line so good well what really uh, sets Swayze off is when fucking Sam Elliott's character I know tails again fucking killed yeah yeah um, cause yeah it's great it's a great setup you see Sway or Dalton show restraint and like centeredness and like mm. you can see that he's really internalizing his rules through most of the movie and then monster truck Sam Elliott dead uh, yeah. and then it just enter throat rip and then the whole bloodbath. Yeah, can we go back to the throat rip for just a second? Because <laughs> when it happens, I was stunned. I was yeah. I was like really focused on eating some potato chips at the moment, <laughs> so like I missed it. And my friend who I was watching it with went, what did he just pull out of him? Yeah. And she was like, go back, go back, His go back. His whole throat. So yep. we oh. watched it and I was like, what? Is yeah. that possible? That's his move. Oh, and then there's a second scene where you see him get in position with his hand, <laughs> like Cobra hand, yeah. and you're like, no, 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 and you, and you know what that is. Yeah, you're the like three that's fingers. The fucking move. Yeah. That's the throat. Coming yeah, out. the it's so good. what puts him into that situation to break his rules is Brad. Apparent, at least in the scene, it sounds like he has Sam Elliott and his and um, uh, Swayze's girlfriend hostage. And, but I guess he didn't actually. He was just planning to do it. I don't know. I wasn't going to try to no. explain any plot points so here. <laughs> that, that reminded me of The Dark Knight. <laughs> when yeah. He has um, Maggie Gyllenhaal and he has Aaron Eckhart in these um, separate spots. And I was like, oh, so this is like the conclusion mm. that Batman broke his rules and just killed the Joker. I also was thinking about Drive a decent amount. Like, there must be some influence there. Because, you know, I think Ryan Gosling's character, they're, like, very different, but, like, tries, is this person who's, like, very much containing this, like, very violent nature inside of them. Um, and then, you know, circumstances unleash that again. Um, and, like, he also, like, it's the scorpion kind of symbolism in that movie, which I wonder if that's, like, similar with the, uh, yeah. The claw. Um, but it's, like, interesting thinking about those movies. Um, yeah, uh, any final thoughts for your wrap up with Roadhouse? I had one little bit of trivia that I really, uh, I thought was, was pretty captivating about, uh, about, uh, Swayze's, uh, kind of magnetism in this era. Mm. I mean, he was coming off the heels oh, yeah. of Dirty Dancing. It was a huge deal. This movie kind of wound up being a bit of a flop, but then he kind of returned to the four with Ghost. Um, but one note that I did have, um, in this via IMDb is that, uh, Patrick Swayze's handsomeness created some problems during filming. <laughs> Um, a pickup truck uh, containing a group of middle-aged blonde women attempted to drive right up to the star's trailer to meet the actor. Uh, during the big fight by the river, a raft of Swayze-loving ladies sailed by. And uh, finally, a female extra playing a waitress was too busy staring at Swayze to watch where she was going in trips, spilling her drinks all over another extra. Wow. Swayze. Well, <laughs> there you go. Um, I did also want to say that, like, this movie is, like, a particular particular ilk of action film, like, and era of action film where, like, you know, like, mid to late 80s, they were belting these things out constantly, and most of them are, even if they're bad, which this one I don't think is, but, like, even if they are, are fun to watch. Um, and the one note that I just had here is just, like, it, it 
the movies of the yeah of this ilk and era it feels like a familiar sweater it's just like sitting back mm-hmm. into something that like for me is like a huge portion of the kind of movies that i watch the, the 80s iconography mm-hmm. surrounding people like patrick swayze or stallone or yeah. like Travolta well, like or jean-claude van damme i feel like van i was damme. watching uh, i had watched a couple of his movies like within the past year and i was like like when he's doing tai chi uh when swayze's doing tai chi in his yard i'm like I feel like we see this like greased up bod in John Claude Van Damme movies, like preparing for his fight or whatever. Yeah, I mean these kind of movies, I'm definitely finding like a love for a little bit later in my life, and it's like kind of fun. I'm like really enjoying them. Yeah, I love these kind of. Movies. Um, Can I say quick favorite yeah. um, at the end when the bad guy is being shot by the whole town? <laughs> yeah. When goes, like, he takes like, like five Robo-Cop bullets for a second and like doesn't go down, but then he, but his final descent is into his glass table smashing the whole table and just falling to the floor and i was like that's it's a great way for that is way to end. wild yeah. yeah and then everyone's response to the police who get there who are paid off by the guy who's just mm-hmm. been murdered in addition to them being police they're satisfied and just take it everyone just being like you see anything, Earl? I don't see anything. How about you, so-and-so? Nope, didn't see nothing. That was like, disturbing. Okay. I was like, I am terrified by this town right now. <laughs> yeah. is... He just, and the one guy Not just collects all now. the shotguns and just walks away and just like throws them into a hallway probably. Like, this is back. a it's whole like con- five shotguns. Yeah. conception of justice that is just <laughs> fucking bonkers. <laughs> Small town justice. Oh, God. Um, this movie did remind me of my dad just a little bit. Uh, a lot of them, and <laughs> in a good way, dad, if you're listening to this, but like a lot of the words that they use, I was like, I, I haven't heard anyone else but my dad say this. Mm-hmm. And so when you're saying it feels like an old sweater, that uh, felt like that way too. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back for our whiteboard question. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. Three, be nice. Ask him to walk. Be nice. If you won't walk, walk him. But be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help I want you to remember it's a job. It's nothing personal. And we're back. Um, So we just had a great talk about the classic and we have no idea why it was poorly reviewed Roadhouse. Um, But... Um, one thing about this movie that I really love is the very gratuitous violence, uh, because I, you know, enjoy that very much, uh, typically in movies. I saw a movie audition recently where I did not enjoy the violence in that movie. Um, but, um, because then I want to talk about, like, some of our favorite, like, overly, you know, bloody and gross, like, death scenes in different movies, action or not. Um, but I just thought it'd be fun to, like, reminisce about some of those ones that we think were done, like, really well. Uh, for me, what came to mind first was Cabin in the Woods. 
Mm. Um, that that's a really great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of my favorite movie going experiences of all time with my friends. And the scene where they release the monsters from the basement, and then you probably have you know about two dozen, three dozen SWAT guys at the elevator, and then there's just like you know maybe like about fifteen seconds of silence. And then all the elevators open and all the creatures come out. And then just that like hallway just like fills with blood. Kind of reminds of Shining a little bit too. Mm. Of just like all this blood and violence and like all this evisceration of these like, you know, 30-ish people. It's like not even distinct. It's just like blood. Just a cacophony of gore and violence. That's a good one. Um, That's just what popped into my mind right away. Yeah. Um, Billy Loomis's death and scream i really love that <laughs> yeah. but also um what's his face matthew lillard's death in there too man it is so gross yeah, at the end of that movie <laughs> well i mean almost every death in that movie yeah because rose mcgowan in the fucking cat door <gasps> right. i saw scream for the first time this year oh and i God. couldn't i know i know we can strike that from the record but <laughs> i couldn't believe nope. how like Intensely, people die. Every single yeah, person yeah. dies in that it's movie. Gruesome. And like the like the gutting of Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah again. Yeah, the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh Matthew Lillard. He's just like I'm feeling woozy, man. Well, no, because then he gets the TV put on him. Yeah, yeah. on him. That shit's brutal. Yeah. But like Billy, he pops back up and he's like, boo, and then ping, right now. All of that's so Forehead. good. Uh, I'd have a I have a tie. And that would either be there's a moment in a, a movie called uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky, um, <laughs> which is like a martial arts uh, like action thriller film um, in which uh, there's one moment where um, it, it kind of like breaks the style of the film entirely for just one of these like uh, one of these fights where the character Ricky like goes to like punch this guy like one of his one of the henchmen and one of these foes is just attacking him. But he brings his arm down like on top of his skull. And, like, goes to punch, like, the very top of his skull. And, like, cuts to an X-ray vision scene of, like, the character's, like, skull and Ricky's, like, bony fist. And it you just see him, like, punch down on this skull. And this fake skull just, like, shatters. Oh, like Mortal Kombat? Uh, it's something like that. Like, it was stunning. And it's, like, yeah. such an awesome, like, break. Like, cinematic stylistic break in the middle of this movie that's so pronounced and so weird because he's already beaten up and like killed so many people that this one kill is just like whoa x-ray vision it's so great um so i would say either that or maybe the end of uh the original hellraiser movie Mm. with uh the uncle who's wearing his brother's skin so frank frank Frank. yeah um And the you know, the Cenobites are there, and it's the final like uh, retribution, and he's like strung apart on and like crucified basically by like different hooked yeah, chains. Yeah, all these hooks until they finally just like tear him apart. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's so. And he he just looks at her and he says, "Jesus, Jesus wept. wept," and then like laughs, and then it's just it's torn so asunder. Yeah, that one's really great too. Yeah, that whole movie's fucking gratuitous and crazy. And it's I like, love it. yeah, eighty whatever. So it's all practical effects and mm-hmm. it's really, really ghastly and like voluminous and tactile. So good. Um, Christine, if you if you don't want to go, I'm you don't have a to. Hard time. Well, all right, I'll say this doesn't really follow the parameters of the question, but because this person doesn't die, but this is the sickest I felt yeah. watching a scene happen. Mm. And it's actually in 127 hours when he's <sighs> cutting off his arm. And which I think is a testament to like how like the, the knowledge that he is going through, he went through this for real and that we're watching this character, this person 
cut his own arm off. I was like, I had to put my head between my knees. Knees. Yeah, Here that's... we are. Here we come back to knees. Yeah. So that's that's what I thought of. Oh, yeah. But... That's not my my violence. I don't like that. It's, yeah. <laughs> I worked at a theater at that time, and there was like a disclaimer because people were like having like fits and like getting I... violently sick and leaving in like a huff because they were like so revolted by the implied violence. Oh. Yeah. It's like you don't even see me. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. Um, there's one that I've just been thinking about a lot because I saw it at the film fest. It's a Chinese neo-noir called Wild Goose Lake, uh, and it was really good. And it was an interesting movie because there are a lot of movies with gratuitous violence in them, but, like, this movie only has two moments of gratuitous violence, and one's at the beginning and one towards the end, and everything else is kind of just, like, meandering, like, kind of... Like, like a mystery noir film is. So it's weird to just have two very distinct moments. Um, the first is at the beginning when someone is riding a, like, bike and it's they're about to go under this underpass when someone moves a crane thing up so that their head is decapitated, like, as soon as they, they go through. Um, but my favorite death scene is at the end of the movie where the the two men are fighting and one of them starts just fighting with an umbrella and he takes the umbrella, shoves it in the guy's stomach. It completely oh. goes out the other side and just pops open. <laughs> awesome. Wow. And it's amazing. And so then blood just like splatters like back that way. Wow. It's great. It's mm-hmm. so good. Um, definitely. Yeah. That movie's good. But like those moments of violence are like Oof. fucking incredible. I'm also reminded now, yeah, any, any also any moment in uh, Raid, uh, Raid uh, Redemption, I that need movie. to see the Raid movies. Oh, the, the, the violence the first in those movies are so choreographed and awesome. I thought about They're picking really one. There's a Netflix movie that the, a bunch of those guys did that was mm-hmm. really good, um, but I want to see the Raid movies now. They're, they're great. Yeah. Um, cool. That wraps it up. Um, definitely check us out on all of our social medias, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, butter with that, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Um, check out some of uh, my writing and stuff on cinema 76 and some of the other people. Um, and then also very quickly just wanted to mention the fact that, um, it'll be, a, it'll be closed by the time this airs, but the rich, uh, the Ritz Borch, uh, right. is closing, uh, right now, which is really unfortunate. Um, it's one of my favorite, I, the Ritz theaters in general are some of my favorite, uh, theaters in Philadelphia. And one of them closing, which I think had five screens means that, um, there's less independent movies that are, going to be playing in philadelphia mm-hmm. soon unless something you know some sort of miracle happens so um it's really sad and unfortunate i've seen a lot of new movies at those theaters but i also saw like repertory screenings i saw the wicker man for the first time ever uh at that theater and that was really amazing um and when i was alone in the city and first moved here and didn't know anyone i just went to the ritz all the time so it's like really sad that that's closing was it Ryan who did the write-up on Cinema 76? Yeah, Ryan wrote about it. He has it. a really great piece, and he also talks about, like, the number of theaters that are in Philadelphia and, mm. like, what this means for, like, access to cinema that people have. So I definitely recommend mm. going on a Cinema 76 Facebook page or website and reading that write-up. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, thanks, guys. We'll be back next week with more of our favorite action flicks. Woo-hoo. We'll put an explosion sound. Beow, beow, beow. Yeah. <laughs> Because no one could see my karate chop. <laughs> <laughs>